0: Hello, we are off. This is On The Left Side, the alternative football podcast. Once again, it is time to tickle the soft underbelly of football until it loses bladder control and a little bit of wee comes out. This week, we reveal why every club needs a brand new chairman. We've finally discovered the special one's true calling in life and we look at some footballing action that makes games at Old Trafford look like a Hollywood blockbuster. But first there is something truly beautiful happening in the world of football. There is a great love affair taking place on the streets of London right now. And no, John Terry isn't up to his old tricks again. How you doing? This one is happening in amongst the Jelly Deals and Pearly Kings of the East End, and it's between West Ham manager Slavin Bilic and their super summer signing Dimitri Payet. The Frenchman has certainly become a fan favourite at Upton Park with his arrival at the club coinciding with a dramatic change in fortunes and his impact hasn't been lost on his manager. It's hard to describe. I have to get some... Poet lessons to describe his importance to us. Not only does Slaven Bilic look like the French maitre d' off that Channel 4 TV show First Dates, he's now speaking like him as well. Look, if you're struggling, Slaven, then let us take the liberty of writing something for you. I hope this is the kind of poetry that you had in mind. From France, Paillette, Marseille did send... 10 million quid West Ham did spend. When the crowd cheered for more, he would run, shoot and score. How the hell did he end up in the East End? Okay, maybe my poetry doesn't quite hit the mark. Look, if you want to get lessons in poetry, then there aren't many better people to go to than the special one himself. I always thought, somehow, Jose Mourinho's press conferences had a little touch of the poetic about them. One day will arrive the moment where uh, the weather change, the sun rise, You break the eggs. Eggs that need a mum to keep them warm during the winter. Beautiful young eggs. What about the William Shakespeare of football management? Is he coming back to the Premier League or... What? The rumours are flying around again, along with rumours about who it was that was starting the rumours, and rumours that Jose Mourinho was the rumour master, giving the rumours a right old rumouring in the first place. Those rumours were pretty much confirmed when Jose had lunch with AC Milan director B. D. Maratti, who confirmed that the Portuguese had told her that he was off to Manchester. So surely when the no longer special but maybe special again soon one was cornered by the press, he was going to come clean. One day says yes, another day says no, one other day says I go to, to China, another day say I go to Italy. It's better to wait, not to rush. It's better to be calm, to wait for the right moment, for the right move. Forget football management with the ability like that to avoid a question. I think get Jose Mourinho into the House of Commons and he would walk PMQs. Despite that vagueness, I think we will see his dark grey peacoat gracing the touchline at Old Trafford next season. But where does that leave LVG? The giant killing over Shrewsbury in the FA Cup and the giant killing over FC Michelin in the Europa League has got everyone off his back for a little while at least. But how has Louis van Gaal decided the best way to motivate his team is? I'll let him explain. Uh, A lot of times I I use the word uh, horny to my (laughs) players. Yep. Louis van Gaal wants his players to get horny. Are you mad? Do you not watch the news? The last thing we need is increasing the sexual charge of Premier League footballers. (laughs) Who knows what would happen? But if that is the case, maybe the special one isn't the man for the job at United. If they want hornier footballers, then surely Ryan Giggs is the man for that job. Lead by example, Giggsy. Lead by example. And whilst we're talking about old foreign gentlemen who are desperately trying to hold on to their jobs while everyone around them really wants them to leave... Let's talk about Set Blatter. I'm not ashamed. Like in the final scenes of Star Wars, Blatter has been thrown down the endless hole into the depths of space while his apprentice Platini has removed his big black helmet and breathed his last before FIFA's giant Death Star was destroyed by a single well-placed shot from a blaster cannon. Or at least, I think that's what's happened. Yep, FIFA has finally cured its irritating bladder infection and the former top man has had his suspension appeal turned down and football's bigwigs are free to crack on with their presidential election and put a new man at the top of the game. And, of course, bring a totally fresh way of accepting large brown envelopes full of Euros. I had my beer, I had my snacks, I was all set for a rip-roaring election day special. It had all the excitement of the PayPal Pope Idol of 2013, without the annoyance of not really being able to tell what colour smoke was coming out of the Vatican chimney. It turned out the most exciting part of the process was the candidates' names. There was Prince Ali, you know, him out of the Aladdin movies, there was Jerome Champagne, who sounds like he should have owned a 1980s nightclub in Wigan, and the amazingly named Tokyo Sex Whale, which isn't the subject of a new David Attenborough documentary. And here we see... the Tokyo Sex Whale during... its vigorous mating ritual. The male is clearly very aroused. Sadly, it all started off with early disappointment as the aforementioned sex whale dropped out of proceedings and used his 15-minute speech to deliver what was described in the press as an hilarious stand-up routine. I'm here to join all of you so that FIFA goes back to being the kind of incredible organisation that it was when it was founded. Yeah entirely sure that one was meant as a joke either way i wouldn't open with it mate if there are any united fans listening that have been complaining about a lack of entertainment at old trafford this season then i recommend they watch the live stream of the fifa election all six hours of it to cast two votes i'm not saying the new regime has got off to a bad start but did someone, with a heavy Swiss accent, call Ladbrokes earlier that day and bet on an announcement somewhere between 5 and 6pm? It's the only explanation. But somehow, someway, after hours of voting, someone won. And you probably know by now that was Gianni Infertino, who is now the big man at the top of FIFA, and said this. The money of FIFA is your money. It's not the money of the FIFA president. It's your money... If Seth Blatter is listening to that, I wonder if he's at home going, Oh, it's not my money. One thing we did learn about the new man at FIFA is he likes his languages. He was switching around between French and Italian and English so much at times it was like watching a live reenactment of a linguaphone tape. Listen and repeat Dear friends, chers amis, cari amici, queridos amigos, etc., etc. It's just a bit showy-offy, isn't it? Dropping in different languages here and there. Certainly wouldn't catch moi doing that. But hey, let's look at the positives. There is no doubt that FIFA has been, for many years, a hugely corrupt organisation from the top down, and electing a new president has to be a positive change, right? Let's not assume bad things about Gianni from the off-go. Let's forget that he met up with his countryman, Set Blatter, in FIFA for a glass of mulled wine or two over Christmas and some tips, inverted commas. Let's just assume they were exchanging secret Santa gifts. But don't get me wrong, I'm totally behind the new FIFA presidency. And I believe it was a totally honest, above board and non-corrupt affair. And anyone who disagrees with me clearly hasn't seen my new BMW yet. Cheers, Gianni. I'm not 100% sure if Leeds United is still a football club. It might actually have turned into a soap opera. The appointments, arguments and protests Ellen wrote this year would be worthy of an EastEnders storyline rather than the back pages of the Leeds Chronicle. And this latest story only adds fuel to that fire. A Leeds United fan is claiming that he was being paid... To praise the under fire chairman Massimo Cellino on social media to help dilute the constant criticism of the Italian. Lilywhites fan Steve Guttering claimed he was getting around 500 quid a month in order to post nice things about the chairman like, I assume, Massimo has got some really nice eyes, I like his hair, it's like a soft cotton wool cloud, things like that. The club of course say this is absolute rubbish. I say, bloody hell, we've been going about this all wrong. Here I am with a podcast and no sponsorship, slagging off Cellino when we could have been raking it in all this time by being nice to the insane Italian. With that in mind, I'm seeking to redress that balance. We are now, officially, Massimo's number one podcast fan. Look, I've even made an advert to help you win fans over.
1: Is your football club just too dull? Are you fed up with the humdrum existence of stable finances? Are you bored of sensible, logical footballing decisions? If your answer is yes, then you need Massimo Cellino! Does your chairman refuse to let TV crews into your stadium in an argument over match scheduling? No. No. Massimo does. Does your chairman introduce a pie tax when fans have a go at him? Oi. No. Massimo does. Does your chairman have a criminal conviction for tax evasion? No. Massimo does. Does your chairman go through three managers a season? No. Massimo does. Why settle for the everyday when you can do it the Mad Italian way? Sell your club to Chilino Massimo. Now! Selling your football club to Massimo Chilino may result in widespread disharmony amongst fans. Everything you ever associated with being part and parcel of the club is now simply a commodity which may be broken up and sold at will. This includes the players, the stadium, the name, the shirt on your back, and indeed the soul of you and your children. Your support is at risk if you do not get a new chairman
0: soon. There you go, Massimo. Feel free to pop a check in the post. (laughs) And finally, the ah factor this week comes all the way from Afghanistan. You may have seen the pictures a few weeks back after images of little Mataza Ahmed, dubbed Lionel Messi's biggest fan, flew around on the internet. The football-mad five-year-old, unable to afford a real Argentina shirt, has taken a blue-and-white striped plastic bag, written Messi 10 on the back in marker pen, and created his very own dedication to the five-times World Footballer of the Year winner. It's quite a heartwarming and heart-wrenching image at the same time. But what happened next? Well, Messi, or at least Messi's people, have sent Little Mataza a real shirt signed by the man himself with the message, Messi loves you. Personally, I think it helps cement his reputation as the good guy of football, and yet some people are still being critical, saying it's the least that a multi-million pound footballer could do, send him a 50 quid shirt. I disagree. He didn't have to do it. I mean, it's not really the least he could do, is it? If that had been Cristiano Ronaldo, he would have probably sued him for image rights. And that, my friends, is that. If you're new to On The Left Side, then make sure you follow us on Twitter at on the Left Side. And please, take 30 seconds to leave us a review on iTunes if you like what you hear. Right, I'm off to put a large wager on the 2026 World Cup being held in my back garden after a lovely conversation I had with a bald Swiss gentleman earlier today, because that's full time. And so here on the edge... Of the On the Left Side podcast, we see the rare sight of writers and producers feasting together. Antos McGinnis, notable for his large, dome like head, and Jimus Salvanus, with his beak like nose and folk plumage. Both seek dominance of the Paint Your Headphones tribe, and of course, both seek to mate with the same unlucky female.